0: All right, welcome to the Newsmax Daily for Thursday, November 16th, 2023. It's the third of five Thursdays this month, now a week away from Thanksgiving and a super busy day on the calendar of made-up days. The third Thursday of November is the annual Great American Smokeout Day. It's created by the American Cancer Society to encourage you to quit smoking or at least start making a plan to quit smoking, which we know can lead to a variety of cancers, especially lung cancer, which is the leading cause of cancer deaths in the United States and also the most preventable type of cancer prevented by quitting smoking. Today is also Guinness World Record Day established by the Guinness Book People, of course, to give hopeful record breakers a specific day to focus on challenging the records, which means there are some people somewhere doing some crazy stuff and smoking the most cigarettes at one time is actually a record held by a guy named Jim Mouth, the Guinness Book of World Records by Jim Mouth is 154 cigarettes in his mouth at once puffing on him. He may also have the record for the biggest mouth as well. On the food calendar, today is National Fast Food Day honoring the 1921 opening of White Castle believed to be the first fast food restaurant in America, or certainly one of them. The first McDonald's didn't come until 1940, paving the way for the insane amount of fast food that is consumed in America today. And on fast food day, you celebrate obviously by going and eating some fast food, which most people do almost every day. In the headlines, we have to take it right to the nation's capital, where the Senate worked until almost 4 o'clock this morning.
1: On this vote, the yeas are 87, the nays are 11. The 60-vote threshold having been achieved, the bill is passed.
0: The Senate voting overwhelmingly to pass the House's government funding package and avert a government shutdown. The bill now goes to President Biden's desk. The president's meeting with the Chinese president is, of course, continuing to dominate the news today. We'll get to plenty of that in a moment. But senators also worked late wrangling with Senator Tommy Tuberville's ongoing blockade of military nominees, trying unsuccessfully to to get the Alabama senator to cave in and allow nominees to be confirmed before the Thanksgiving holiday break. He said, quote, I'm not holding up nominees from being approved. They can bring them to the floor one at a time and I won't block them. Well, that's what we're doing. That is Republican Senator Dan Sullivan of Arkansas. Tuberville took up his position, as you probably know by now, a couple of months ago in response to the military allowing paid leave and providing other benefits for abortions. We will hear from Senator Tuberville, in fact, a little bit later. But over at the Democratic National Committee headquarters last night, Capitol Police had to evacuate some members of Congress after protests turned violent. An estimated 150 people or so were protesting Israel's war on Hamas. Let me say that again protesting Israel's war against Hamas when they were pushed back from the building by Capitol Police. Some of the protesters blaming the police for stoking the tensions. Police say six officers were hurt in the melee. One person was arrested. So the big meeting between President Biden and President Xi of China was pretty routine and diplomatic for the most part. The White House is trying to say today that Biden used stern language with Xi in private. What wasn't so routine was the Chinese president's arrival in the United States in California. Let's get the recap from Rob Schmidt.
2: Communist dictator Xi Jinping arriving today in San Francisco to the warmest reception possible. The full red carpet treatment into the freshly scrubbed city by the bay coordinated by California Democrats who look at Xi Jinping with nothing but admiration. The control that she exerts over his people is consolidation of power, the freedoms that he has removed. Xi Jinping is everything California Democrats wish they could be and someday will be. She arrived in the most radically left-wing city in this country. He was not disappointed. She's motorcade seen here on a street lined with communist flags. What a strange sight to see in the United States. Somehow our welcoming committee manufactured a pretty big support base for a communist dictator in a city full of people who fled his policies. And the flags were not even the fakest part of the visit. Even worse was the mass effort to conceal the real California, the reality of a society that's collapsing under leftism. San Francisco and the state of California in a matter of days removed all evidence of the rapid decline we've been seeing for years now. And they reminded their residents, as governments so often do, that they are completely powerless and wholly unimportant. The city's homeless disappearing almost overnight it seemed, shoved into corners of that city that the communists won't be able to see. Their feces and filth and needles scrubbed from the ground. And the residents who blindly vote to be treated like this, well, they certainly noticed.
0: What about for the citizens? Like, if you don't, don't just clean it up when a mayor comes, you should keep it clean for people like me who live here and pay rent here every day.
2: What about the people who are here year-round, you know, and like local, hardworking, working-class Bay Area folks.
0: Yeah, what about them? The regular, hardworking American Bay folks just trying to survive, right? Well, hopefully they'll remember how their city all of a sudden got cleaned up for other people. San Francisco does have probably the largest Chinese population in the United States, so you might think, well, the Chinese people there are happy to represent their country as its president comes to their new city, right? But isn't that the whole reason they're communist country? Isn't that the whole reason that they're in San Francisco to begin with? All right, so as far as the meeting of the world's two biggest superpowers. Starting with Jake
2: Sullivan on the far right, who was bragging about how quiet the Middle East was days before Hamas and Iran slaughtered more than a thousand innocent Jews and launched the region into chaos. Then you have Janet Yellen, the only economist alive who couldn't see hyperinflation coming, You have Biden right there, enough said. You also have Tony Blinken running our pro-Iran State Department that's handing billions to the world's most dangerous terror regime, hoping that you can bribe the schoolyard bully to stop beating everybody up. And then behind Gina Raimondo in the back, you can just see a flicker down toward the end of John Kerry, who gave us the Paris climate deal, which incentivizes China, the world's worst polluter, to pollute even more for the next seven years. So that's the team that China has to go up against. I doubt they're nervous. You should be though, you should be very worried about what this crew is going to give away as they try to get China to stop dumping fentanyl ingredients into Mexico, stealing our intellectual property and aligning with Russia. The first time this administration met with the Chinese, Biden and Xi were not there and Tony Blinken got schooled while trying to lecture China on child
0: slaves and human rights. Rob Schmidt, host of Rob Schmidt tonight at seven o'clock Eastern. Today, there are multiple reports from Chinese media that the Chinese are apparently upset that President Biden continuously refers to President Xi as a dictator. So at least there's that. Ohio Senator J.D. Vance weighing in on the balance with Eric Bolling.
3: Senator, we, we went through the monologue here and, you know, pointing out how dangerous China is. and it, it, The Biden administration doesn't seem to get that I mean, from meeting this big summit in California to all the things that China is doing. And the one that really sticks out, sir, and I think you and I spoke about this at CPAC a while back, destabilizing the U.S. dollar. China would love nothing more than to have the world currency be the yuan or the renminbi, either one of those, rather than the U.S. dollar. And it's, it's starting to take effect, yet Biden is entertaining like he's some sort of, you know, God or walks on water.
4: Well, Eric, that's exactly right. I mean, look, Joe Biden has done more than any other president maybe in our history to defla- to inflate the U.S. dollar, to basically destroy its value. That's why it's so expensive for American families. That's why most uh, young Americans can't afford to buy a home right now is because Joe Biden has made the dollar worthless. Of course, this does play right into the hands of the communist Chinese. And the other thing that Joe Biden has done, Eric, is that he's really went to war on American energy. Uh, One of the great policy achievements of the Trump administration was to bring back American manufacturing to recognize that we have to make more of our own stuff. We have to make it right here in our country with American workers. Well, you can't make anything, Eric, if you go to war against American energy. It's expensive to make things. It's expensive to build things. It's expensive to manufacture steel. And it's more expensive if you make it impossible to get American energy out of the ground and actually refine it, turn it into useful products. So this is a guy who, with the one hand, says that we have to bring back American jobs. We have to support the working man. And then Joe Biden, with his actual actions, makes it harder for American companies to do business, for American families to afford to heat their homes, and for American businesses to manufacture and make things in the US of A. If we don't go back on this guy's policies, we're going to wake up and realize
3: we don't have much of a country a couple years down the road. You hit on the, the, the two words, energy and manufacturing. China is a manufacturing powerhouse. We used to be. They took it from us. They were smart, um, but they don't have energy. That's the one thing they don't have that we do have. Instead of embracing that, the Biden administration is is telling us not to DRILL OUR OWN ENERGY. LET'S GO BUY IT FROM SAUDI ARABIA. MEANWHILE, CHINA NEEDS IT SO BADLY, THEY'RE CUTTING DEALS WITH COUNTRIES LIKE IRAN AND RUSSIA.
0: Eric Bowling, along with Ohio Republican J.D. Vance, and Eric Bowling, who I remind you worked on Wall Street and in finance before his TV career, actually that is what started his TV career, working on Wall Street. Eric also spoke with Florida Congressman Byron Donalds about the push to impeach
3: Homeland Security Secretary Alejandro Mayorkas. It's just me. This is my opinion. It's not Newsmax. It's not my wife's. Not my. Fi- That guy is one of the most despicable people ever to hold an office of of, uh, uh, a cabinet secretary position, maybe of anyone in in, in D.C. right now. The guy constantly lies. He backpedals. He lies to cover up his other lies. Congressman, eight Republicans voted to keep that man in his job. Why?
1: Uh, well, look, first of all, Alejandro Mayorkas absolutely sucks. The man's terrible. He's terrible at the job because he's doing the bidding of Joe Biden and the radical staff at the White House and at the Department of Homeland Security. Let's just establish that for the record. I can't speak for those colleagues. I disagree with them. I voted to allow the impeachment to go forward. But I will also say that the investigation into Alejandro Mayorkas by... Uh, Homeland Chairman Mark Green is ongoing to make sure all the information is brought, is brought to the fore, because he does deserve to be impeached. He has lied to Congress, and, worse yet, he has lied to the American people consistently. He is not telling the truth. He won't even give a number of what brings stress to our southern border, because he knows it is a massive cover-up by this administration.
3: How many times has he said the border is secure? How many times has he said we don't have a problem at the border, and then when confronted with Obama's DHS secretary saying 1,000 was overwhelming the system, he just can't admit it? Every time I see that guy on camera, it my my head explodes. I'm sorry. Well, how do
1: we get rid of him, and do we? Well, I got well, I got one. I got a better one for you. What has happened to the United States of America when the American people are asking for Obama's level of border crossings? I mean, think about this, because it's not like Barack Obama was setting the world on fire when it came to securing our border. But that is how bad the problems have gotten under Joe Biden and under Alejandro Mayorkas. Look here's the reality. We can impeach him tomorrow on the floor. Will the Senate convict him and get rid of it? No, because the dumb Democrat senators just said yesterday to the people of Israel that the IRS agents matter more to them than actually helping Israel defeat Hamas. That's what happened yesterday on the United States Senate. So we can impeach him in the House, but we have radicals in the Senate who want this to happen. They do not want anything to change. And unfortunately for the American people, this stuff has to be defeated at the ballot box in 2024.
0: That's Florida Congressman Byron Donalds, a member of the House Oversight Committee and Financial Services Committee with Eric Bowling. All right, let's go back to the Senate now. I told you it was a very late night in the Senate last night, partly due to Alabama Senator Tommy Tuberville's hold on the appointments of senior military personnel. National Report with Sean Kreisman and Emma Reckenberg spoke with the senator earlier in the day yesterday.
4: Senate Democrats now, as you well know, are attempting to maneuver around your blockade over the Pentagon's abortion plans here, a policy. They're going to put forth a resolution here allowing for the quick confirmation of hundreds of military nominees. Um, have you heard about this new resolution? What are your thoughts on it? Do you have any pushback for that?
5: Well, first of all, the only power you have in the minority in the Senate, whether you're a Democrat or Republican, the only power you have to get anything on the floor is to put a hold on somebody. And so that's what I did when they had this executive overreach from the White House and the Pentagon of charging taxpayers across this country uh, with funding something to do with abortion. Uh, They're going around the constitution. If we continue to do this, we're not gonna have a country. And so what they're trying to do after nine months, going on 10 months is they did a resolution in the rules committee yesterday. Now we're outnumbered 10 to nine. They got 10 votes, so the resolution passed. Now we'll go to the floor in a matter of weeks. They have to get 60 votes. I've got the constituents uh, calling me, wondering how our Republicans uh, colleagues are gonna vote. I'm afraid we're gonna have some Republicans that will vote for this, to vote, to let this resolution go through, which then they can bypass me and and promote everybody they want to, and then we will have no power in the Senate. I'll be shocked if it happens, but we're going to see something uh, very unusual here probably in a couple of weeks on the Senate floor.
4: As you point out, sir, fellow Republicans have taken issue with your approach to dealing with this Pentagon policy. Uh, Senator McConnell, although saying he agrees essentially with your sentiment, he doesn't agree with the approach. He spoke to the Hill saying, as I've said for months now, our colleague from Alabama's response is not, not the way to reach the desired I- outcome that he and I share. In fact, it's created a nearly unprecedented situation for the Senate to address. Uh, what is this divide within Senate Republicans here? Do you see this only increasing and creating sort of a tension? among you and your colleagues?
5: Well, first of all, I was elected by the people of Alabama to come up here and represent them. That's exactly what I'm going to do. What a thought, right? Uh, I'm not in the establishment. I, I am an American citizen that believes in this country and the Constitution. Uh, I'm not running to get reelected. Now, if I get reelected, fine, but I don't care about whether I'll lose a vote or gain a vote. Too many people do that up here. And if we don't quit this, if we don't start voting for the American people, they're going to run us out of here. And they should. So uh, I don't work. I I like Mitch McConnell. I don't work for him. I work for the people of Alabama. And that's exactly who I'm going to vote for.
0: Alabama Senator Tommy Tupperville, I don't work for Mitch McConnell. I work for the people of Alabama, another non-politician holding office. And I don't care if I get reelected. That right there is what we need a lot more of and we need term limits and with all that happened yesterday and then last night in the senate and the rioting one of the top trending tweets of the day today is non-politician GOP presidential candidate Vivek Ramaswamy it sounds stupid to say the top x but if it's not called twitter anymore I don't know why we keep calling it tweeting but the top x post i guess we could say the top post trending from x is vivek ramaswamy's appearance on cnn last night let's just say he picked up where he left off on last week's debate stage check this out that language they live like vermin do you believe that that is as your uh republican colleague chris christie has said neo-nazi rhetoric
6: This is a classic mainstream media move. Pick some individual phrase of Donald Trump, focus on literally that word without actually interrogating the substance of what's at issue. The word was chosen for a reason of a cultural war in this country. The Well, world you know what? It, it, it's actually describing a series of behaviors. You have Antifa and other related groups that have been burning down cities for the last three years in this country.
1: Would you describe them wildly as Wildly violating
6: the rule of law. We have an invasion on our southern border. We have millions of people crossing our southern border. Let's talk about the substance okay. of why we have to recognize would, that we're not in ordinary you, times. Would you so use that language the vocabulary of the vermin or not is not what's important. Well, I haven't used that language. So So you can look at my, my track record on the campaign trail. I talk about the issues. We all talk about them differently. But what I'm not gonna do is play some game of focusing on some word that somebody else said without ignoring entirely the substance of what we're actually talking about. A border crisis of historic proportion. Economic stagnation we haven't seen in 50 years, a national identity crisis and a loss of national pride in the next generation that's potentially existential for this country. Let's talk about our dependence on China today, we're actually talking about Xi Jinping, picking on Donald Trump's word vermin to talk about that status quo. You know what's vermin? What's running around San Francisco on a given day before Gavin Newsom cleaned it up on a dime to roll out the red carpet for Xi Jinping.
0: More gold from businessman and GOP presidential candidate Vivek Ramaswamy. Let's see if CBS or ABC is going to invite him on anytime soon. Today, President Biden will be attending several meetings at the APEC Summit in San Francisco. He's delivering remarks from the summit. Then the president and the first lady will be hosting the APEC Summit delegation dinner. They're hosting it obviously because it's in our country. Be sure to keep up with all the news on Newsmax available on AT&T, Comcast, Verizon, Xfinity, Spectrum and many other cable providers and make sure you have signed up or get signed up for the new Newsmax Plus. Go to newsmaxplus.com if you haven't already done it. Newsmax PLUS.com, and get a free trial of the all-new Newsmax Plus with all your favorite shows, Rob Schmidt, Eric Bowling Greta, Carl Higby, Greg Kelly, and more, and fantastic analysis from people like Mike Huckabee, Carrie Lake, Alan Dershowitz, and others. I thank you for listening to the Newsmax Daily. I appreciate your very valuable time. I'm Tony Marino. Enjoy the rest of your day, and keep on fighting the good fight.